And we are back with Spot Dodge, a Nintendo podcast where every single week we react to the latest Nintendo news and talk about the games we are playing. With me here today is, as always, Mary Stowe, social media manager and host at Destructoid. How you doing, Mary? I'm doing good. Awesome. Then we have Greg Vargas, streamer over at Dynamite Giraffe. How you doing, Greg? Hey, buckaroo. How are you? That's my favorite thing to be called. <laughs> <laughs> then we have John Frischa, indie developer and managing editor over at The Escapist. How you doing, John? I'm just incredibly excited to be here he's incredibly excited guys i just love john's fake enthusiasm or was it real i can't tell, Who can tell? it is a mystery that's for it's so sure. good all right guys we got a lot to talk about from sega purchasing angry birds to a new wow. nindy showcase tomorrow and did you guys see that harry potter quidditch game that got announced that was pretty random yeah yeah a lot of people have Very been random. clamoring a lot of people were clamoring for Quidditch in Hogwarts Legacy, but it looks like this was their plan all along. This is why they cut yeah. it out of that game. So, yeah. And, of yeah. course, we're going to talk about Zelda, because I don't think we actually talked about the final trailer yet, have we? That no. dropped before uh, the last podcast. So. It was just last Thursday. I mean, so. Yeah, so that's still pretty exciting, even though it's old now by the time someone's listening to this. But I got a lot to say about that new trailer, because it was freaking amazing. I have ten tabs open right now that are all dedicated yeah, to Zelda Yeah, I was just about stuff. to say. <laughs> We're still dissecting it. (laughs) (laughs) But before we get into it, if this is your first time joining us on the podcast, we're a weekly Nintendo podcast, and we go up on pretty much all podcast platforms. So please hit that subscribe button, leave us a review if you enjoy the show. It would really mean a lot. Now, as I mentioned before, Sega is acquiring the Angry Birds developer, publisher for roughly $775 million. Didn't see this coming. And it's... Pretty crazy, considering they paid so much less for Atlas. That's <laughs> which is, so seems much like, money. Yeah. Like, oh, man. I don't feel like How it's worth that much. I would have said, yeah, like five, six years ago, maybe. Yeah. Like, even then when it was still, I guess, like, you kind of saw a lot of merchandise for it. Yeah, so to give some perspective, Sega acquired Atlas, which... Is an entire publisher basically that that developed dozens of beloved games, including Persona and SMT, for 140 million. <laughs> they bought Angry Birds for 775 million. That is wild to me. Okay. Like I'm so far away from the mobile game sphere that I don't know yeah. what's going on over there and what, how much <laughs> money wait. it's actually making. Right. Does that include like movie rights? I think it's the whole yeah, shebang. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess they it could be Romeo, then. Yeah. But that movie, I, like, it kind of flopped, didn't it? Like, didn't it have a movie? Did any of us I... actually watch that movie? The Angry Birds movie? <laughs> I heard it was yeah. awful, so I never okay. watched it. It did $352 million in the box office. That's so I'm gonna it? I'm going to see the budget. Yeah. The budget yeah. What, what was, what oh, was wait, the budget? hang on. Budget was $73 million, so that's pretty, oh, that's right. pretty good. So, yeah, Who's saying so... it flopped? And I didn't. It, oh, it didn't flop you. necessarily. It gross. Good <laughs> Maybe it literally flopped, like birds flopping. But wait, there's a second one. When did that happen? There's Angry Birds too. <laughs> a- angrier oh. birds. It grossed 152 on a 65. Of 65. Yeah. All right. So wow. Rule I mean, of those thumb are some pretty good to... margins, man. Well, rule of thumb in movies is to turn a profit, you have to make like at least two times, maybe two and a half times back your budget. Because yeah, usually, marketing. right, marketing spend is usually around the cost of the actual movie budget. So Angry Birds 2 might have, like, just barely broken even. Yeah. So, but, yeah. That's wild. $775 million. Just to yeah. put more in perspective, uh, <laughs> there's another rec- a recent one. Um, I mean, that that's might that sound whole, pretty crazy. You know, think about it, like, the <laughs> okay, whole so... generation that grew up on iPads was playing angry birds and now it's a movie yeah. franchise well and i just so, looked at the eh. rovio website i was like maybe there's other mobile games i just haven't heard of no angry birds is just angry birds <laughs> just one well no there... it's angry birds there's dark fire heroes which i think i've heard of small town murders which looks like have you seen those like dumb mobile ads like make the ugly girl pretty like that like it looks like that art style hold on i have to sh- I'll share it with you. It's that know, art style. I've been seeing and... a lot, a lot different ads than most people get. So that's a <laughs> probably haven't seen that ad. Gosh. Anyway, that's their list uh, of games. But oh shit. 
Angry Birds. Okay, so those other games you've mentioned, I hadn't heard of till last week, and it was like because of reading about this news. Okay. Yeah. That's wild. So I'm assuming like they got all like the developers, all the people moved over. Like they didn't just buy the IP; they got the studios and all that stuff. Right. Um, Right. Well, I think like the major reason they bought this whole thing is mostly for like their capabilities like at least as much as the ip if not maybe even more so like their whole shtick is like mobile games and i would imagine that this is a a space that sega really wants to penetrate and probably hasn't to like any major extent yet like i have to imagine that's what the business sense is here in the same way of when sony bought uh bungie like they were mostly buying it for their live service expertise because destiny 2 staying multi-platform like yeah. I feel like it's probably that sort of situation here with Angry Birds, but like, the mobile geez, just saying it out loud though, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, Sony purchased Insomniac Games, the entire studio, and they even like they they uh, published some games in the past um, for two hundred twenty nine million, and that's still significantly less than Angry Birds, which is crazy. Yeah, but keep in mind, know. Insomniac I, I like does, it... didn't own that many. Like uh, that much IP. I'm pretty sure Sony already owned Ratchet and Clank and what was the other one? Sly Cooper? No, that was Sucker Punch. Yeah. It just Ratchet uh, and Clank. <laughs> sure. We can I go feel like that. there's still like, you know, Angry Birds. I mean, shit, when I worked at in uh, Target, there was tons of Angry Birds merchandise that we'd constantly sell. I'm pretty sure there was a board game. Then you have the actual game itself on iOS devices. I don't know if it's on Android. Uh, and then you have movie rights. I mean, that to me sounds about right for the price tag. I mean, all that and development studios. I mean, you're you're paying for people. Yeah, John. Yeah, I think it's more so about the expertise that they're buying. Yeah. So yeah, very similar to Sony, like John said. Like they're yeah. they're trying to get into the live service space, which is why they bought Bungie because Bungie's like literally nothing is changing about Bungie, like nothing at all. Right. Like. They already said that their next games that aren't even Destiny are going to be on everything. <laughs> Which is pretty crazy that like Sony's okay with that. Anyway. Yeah. One more thing uh, I wanted to add quick. Oh, yeah. Is, uh, oh, I just had it and I closed it. Yes. Apparently Sega's market cap is like around like four and a half billion. So like that's like their worth and they're spending 775 million that's like a, lo- big, a big portion, portion. yeah it's a very big portion what the heck they must have seen some insane value in this to do yeah. that yeah i like, wish i could is... <laughs> right <laughs> that was yeah. that wow there is some like very big picture here that like only segas can see and uh, we hope they're right because we it's want just funny to, to be that... here in five years and not owned yeah. by like Microsoft. <laughs> Don't what say that. Is, I mean, I, I would like to see them owned by Microsoft, but no, gross. Maybe like, like owned P W N E D owned. Yeah, owned by Microsoft. <laughs> no, but like, what's Sega's biggest things right now aside from Sonic? Like, is Persona like the second biggest? That can't be true. Like, uh, what else they got going on? Uh, Angry that's... Birds now. There's got to be more than that, but I'm spacing out at the moment. For some reason, I and like this is just like looking at Sega's social media stuff. Like I always look at it, and I'm like, man, you do so many more good things outside of making Sonic Adventure style games. Like everything else to me seems to be doing better than the actual games that Sonic Team produces. And I feel like their their niche really is like in the marketing of, like, look how many Sonic I like. Someone just announced. I think today there's like a they're doing a team up with some other company to do a, wa- a Sonic waffle maker. And I'm like, it's like everything about Sega does well, except the games that they should be knocking it out of the park with. And they're not. I mean, for Sonic, I feel like that's true. Like Sonic merchandise probably through the roof. That's where they probably get like 99 percent of Sonic money. It's from yeah. all the merchandise and like birthday shit and stuff mary what were we gonna say i was gonna say uh <laughs> fancy star online too but that's much more popular overseas than it is in the u.s uh yeah, yeah. but it's yeah, yeah. it's got a pretty dedicated fan base just not i want yeah. <laughs> go ahead go ahead john oh i was gonna say i i would love to see them put 
insane marketing into like persona six when it inevitably comes out and because i think that that ip has the potential to be the next like po- not pokemon but <laughs> like a, like the next final, final fantasy, fantasy. yeah, yeah. And, and in terms of popularity like with anime being so big mm-hmm. like it's huge right now and yeah. like persona is basically anime and jrpg form and i feel like they're like, it could be even, like, greater. Like, obviously, Persona 5 was a big hit. It sold a lot, but it didn't do, like, Final Fantasy numbers. I don't believe. Maybe I'm wrong? <laughs> I think you're right, but now I'm curious and I'm looking it up, but we'll just keep talking. But, uh, yeah, no, it feels like Sega has a lot of, um, like, very, like, visible IPs, but, like, with, like, super hardcore audiences, like, Like a Dragon or Yakuza. Like, those mm. games aren't, like... There's a million of these games and like none of them are selling like 10 million copies, but there is like this hardcore following that will buy everything that comes mm-hmm. out, which is me now. And like that, that <laughs> over the like the past two, well, I don't know, basically since Yakuza Zero, so like over the past five years or whatever, like that keeps building. Like it's still mm-hmm. not yeah. a huge thing, but the point is like it's it's snowballing each time a little more, especially with a lot of the games coming to Game Pass for however long that lasted. Uh, yeah, so, I like, feel like like honestly, I know I talk up Game Pass, but I feel like that deal really like got like way more awareness for for uh, Yakuza, like having all them games on Game Pass. Like I just yeah. noticed so many people talking about it after that. Yeah. Um, and it but helps yeah, that Wario some... sixty four tweets about them like every time they go on sale. That has yeah. to be helping. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I was saying before, like, could Persona be the next Final Fantasy? Apparently, Final Fantasy fifteen sold ten million. That sounds kind of low. Um, maybe oh. I'm wrong. I'm just looking at like the first uh, Google thing, and Persona five. <laughs> has apparently sold 8.3 million and Persona 5 Royal 3.3 million. So it's possibly very close in terms of sales. Unless yeah, the, the, the Final Fantasy thing I saw was wrong, but has sold over 10 million units as of May 2022. So it's probably not much further past that now. Yeah, probably. So I guess Persona is the next Final Fantasy. Now we want it to be the next Pokemon because Pokemon sucks now. I mean, I treat Persona games like Pokemon with all the fusions, so... Right, I was about to say, like, Shin Megami Tensei was basically, like, similar in gameplay style, and it predates Pokemon. So, like, the the groundwork's already there because it already did all that, you know? SMT5 was so good. Now I wish that they would do mega marketing for that ip like how they do for persona because i think that smt5 like it was amazing mary you gotta play that i i have it i think i just haven't played it (laughs) i think i bought it you should definitely play that you'll get around to it eventually it was my first one (laughs) and i loved it cool yeah shin megami tensei 5 is amazing but uh what was i gonna say yeah there was uh, i can't remember what it's called i'm trying to google it but it's too much on uh either game boy or game boy color had like a shin megami tensei spinoff game that was like kind of like pokemon-ish and like it was like it was like kidified to an extent like it was still demons and stuff but like i don't think there was like graphic murder to go along with it i don't want it then (laughs) 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 Uh, I want the yeah. murder. Uh, okay, okay. Demi Kids like, apparently is what I was thinking of. Demi Kids, uh. yeah. It looks like super anime because it is, but like, it also basically it looks kind of like Monster Rancher, like the 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 art, like that yeah. sort of style. But yeah, like just revive that and like make a killing. Like, why not? Yeah, I, I mean, I just so so when it comes to the Sega, we got we got Sonic at the top right now, mainly yeah. because of merchandising making the most of the money probably, and then below that, Persona and 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 uh, Yakuza, yeah, and then below that SMT, and then random stuff after that. That's like oh, the we biggest got IP, Ball. right? Monkey Ball, Monkey and Ball, Virtua Fighter. No, I get, yeah, yeah, I get, yeah, Virtua, yeah Fighter. Virtua Fighter. It's pretty good. And, uh, Somewhere. <laughs> like, in it's a much bigger deal in Japan, but there's also that thing, Sakura Wars, which is like, 
I think mm. it's like idols slash like strategy combat or something. I don't know. Or dating sim. Yeah, I don't know. Man. <laughs> but it's very popular somewhere. <laughs> I mean, I just uh, I would love for them to purchase like a small publisher like freaking what's some like what's that uh, small Japanese publisher that makes a r- bunch of random games. They're escaping me right now. Who owns uh, 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 Spike Chunsoft? Uh, I don't know themselves. Mm. Okay, well then just buy them. All right, let's move like, on to the next topic. <laughs> like all those random ones. Spike Chunsoft is um, like fantastic. I just need to get around to playing all the rest of their games. All right, guys, we got a, a Nindy showcase coming in tomorrow. Mary, do you know what's going to be there? Are you feeling it? Is it happening? She knows. She knows exactly what's going to be. Put there. on your cloud I'm makeup. afraid. <laughs> I'm afraid <laughs> to even say it out loud. But like, I was actually thinking about. I'll just say it. Silk Song, because everyone else yeah. on the internet is just screaming <laughs> Silk Song. Um, yep. but it's, it's never happening. There's it's so a, many cloud well, memes. But <laughs> yeah, I, last summer Xbox said everything was released that they showed was releasing within yeah. a year. Have you seen all them right. games now? They're all delayed. Past <laughs> I know. Yeah. So, but I was like, okay, but does Silk Silk Song have to announce its release date at an Xbox thing, or can they just drop it at a Nintendo thing? I think they're right. going to shadow drop that damn game in June, like a year exactly from the showcase. They're going to be like, all right, it's been a full year. Here you go. So at Xbox's showcase, they're probably going to say it's out today. That would be nuts. I think that's what they're, they're, they're going to do. I don't think it's going to be shown tomorrow. They're having their showcase in June. So, yeah. I don't think it'll be tomorrow. They'll just so, say like releasing in June and then Xbox will drop it at their showcase. Or do you think they're say anything like i think it's happening that day yeah like it's available now on game pass and then other platforms as well like they've been so hush hush on like trailers information everything like last june was the probably most we've seen of that video game (laughs) yeah man it kind of sucks when these games are shown and then you don't see or hear about them again forever like like even when they show just a CG trailer, it, it like gets your hopes up that the game is like coming out kind of soon, and then five years go by and you never hear about it ever again. Yeah. Yeah. But I was trying mm-hmm. to think like what other indie games we've seen that like don't have release dates yet, or like is some is it just gonna be full of a bunch that one of that Brett stuff? can't wait for the one he always used to talk about and it disappeared from the PS5 showcase. Um... What was that one called? Which one? Oh man, it, it, it used to be a Wii U game, and then they. And then all of a sudden, it's Sony like announced a... it was PS5 exclusive. <laughs> what is that? Brett, uh, it just disappeared, literally. Yeah. Oh, I forget. I know exactly what it's you're talking about. It's on the tip about. of my tongue saying, right now. Yeah. Is it one of those yeah. million games that has the word dark in the title or no? I don't uh, think it has dark in the title. I don't think so. Okay. We, at least we Didn't all know we... what we're talking about, at least. Yeah. Hopefully well, the another podcast game... listeners will infer it. <laughs> another game is uh the last night got revealed at xbox's showcase like six years ago and then it disappeared and it had it was like never heard about it ever again it's like this gorgeous pixel art game um so yeah that's yeah. just that's what happens with the, a lot of these wow. indies okay the game we were thinking of is little devil inside yeah yes. little devil inside <laughs> yeah kick started yes. for wii u became a <laughs> ps5 game <laughs> Now it's gonna that be back on Nintendo. Uh, <laughs> It'd be funny yeah, if it if it still came out on Wii U because they had to release it there like <laughs> <Yeah>. legally. Contractual <laughs> obligation, yeah. It'd be amazing. It, it, I bet it would gra- sell out. <laughs> yeah, right, as a collector's item. And all the graphics yeah, well that will e- even though it's not a Harry Potter game, it will have the graphics of the Harry Potter PS1 game to continue <laughs> yeah. our, our Hogwarts legacy joke. Yeah. Well, it's like the the last Wii U game that I think released was like a another one of those like third party games. It was that Shake probably Down Let's Dance. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. Was, they just yeah. dance. I thought. Yeah. Oh, could be. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, what's other? We can uh, move on to the next thing. It's tomorrow. We'll, we'll talk about it next week on the show. I'm sure it'll be probably nothing very cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like the, 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 at the last showcase, the biggest thing they announced, like their headliner was, I think, Rogue Legacy 2 on Switch. Yeah. There was I mean, one. Is, Sorry. If, if you like Rogue Legacy 2, then, you know, that's good. 
And for everyone else, yeah. it's like, whatever. Yeah, it's hard <laughs> to biggest... tell with the indie showcases. Like, right. is, is like, are people going to latch onto something like Hi-Fi Rush, for example, is just like a shadow drop, you know, and everyone yeah. loved Hi-Fi Rush. Is there going to be like that one game that people are like, oh yeah, like super hyped for, is everyone just kind of be like, boo, where's Silk Song the whole time? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, the last time that I had like, popped off for an indie world was whenever rocket league was revealed for switch i was so excited mm. um because <laughs> that was an indie back world then thing. that wasn't well they're not yeah, even back indie then anymore. they weren't owned by a, a publisher so they were considered yeah. indie yeah yeah Epic now they're with epic now. so yeah so yeah, yeah that was the last time i got super hyped but but maybe we'll see more of sea of stars I gotta be honest, oh. that game, man, it looks so good, and it's amazing. Yes. Like I played the demo, it's so freaking good. Like that's like after Breath of the not Breath of the Wild, Tears of the Kingdom, Spider Man, <laughs> and Starfield. That's probably like my fourth most anticipated game that's supposed to come out this year. <laughs> yeah, number four, baby. I mean, those other ones are hard to beat, so yeah, it's understandable. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Next up, we got Harry Potter Quidditch Champions announced for consoles. I'm assuming that means also Switch. They didn't. Did they specify? They no, no. They said it'll like it's to be announced what consoles. Mm. Oh, okay. So everything except Xbox. I'm assuming. Yeah. <laughs> Ideally, yes. <laughs> or they'll, or they'll say it's available on everything, and then it won't be on Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who did that? Was that Sega that did that? That was the funniest thing ever. Or maybe it was Square. Did they? Like, like uh, one of the major publishers says, said, like, this game is available now on all platforms. And it showed, like, all the logos. And it had, like, Windows. It had Windows. And it had <laughs> PC, PlayStation, Nintendo Switch, no Xbox. And they, and they said all platforms. <laughs> I don't know. So that's funny. funny. I just don't understand, like, why it wasn't part of the game. Like, you're telling me they they, they couldn't have It was have a totally different art style. Hogwarts. Yeah, it that's true. But, like, it's a different developer. Yeah. I wonder if they cut corners to allow that to happen. I, don't I mean, they were probably so, like, guys, we don't want to have like this, this like deep, intricate Quidditch game in our, our RPG because we're making one that we want people to play like a lot. Because I'm assuming like, it's going to be like you a want, service like, style game. Unlockables or like stuff from your characters to show up in your Quidditch character, or maybe they'll do something where, like, where you can tie it. <laughs> that's wait. probably how they're gonna be that's probably how they're gonna make their money is i'm assuming it's gonna be free to play you know that is oh, I don't, no they didn't say that uh, but a quidditch game can you uh, can you imagine them like charging how deep can uh, a quidditch game like, be uh, i, don't I know. mean i what, played what? a lot of the gamecube one but that was on gamecube yeah and i had like five games at the time so it was one of my five <laughs> games <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm definitely going to check this will out launch, when it comes out. And Quidditch Champions oh. will launch for $70. I hope so. I really like Quidditch as a game. <laughs> it's so unique. So I'm going uh, to check this out if it ever actually happens. So, you never know these days. Don't lie to yourself. What's, what's of interest to me is that the, the facts for this game, the facts for this game says that it's been in development for, quote, several years already. Mm. So... So yeah, and also I I looked up the developer because it's nobody we've ever heard of Unbroken Studios. Their website it it seems to me like they're one of like those like support studios. You know how like on huge games it's mm -hmm. never actually one studio. It's actually like one supported 60. by like four <laughs> others. Yeah, and uh, wouldn't you know it? They're a co-developer on Suicide Squad: Kill the Justice League. Oh wow! Of so, course. Oh yeah. my god! Oh my god! Yeah. So, so like, this, this, this game is going to get delayed. <laughs> well, I mean, like this Quidditch game is like obviously like their big chance to like become like a quantity, you know, so like I have to imagine they're giving this their all. But wouldn't it be funny if like in some extremely roundabout way, like Suicide Squad comes out and it'll be garbage and somehow it'll be actually be this studio's fault because they just phoned it in because they were busy making Quidditch. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure that's not the case, but, you know, just throwing it out there. I don't know. You sound like a leaker to me at this point, John. You're sure you been, uh, <laughs> yeah. Sneaking the into their Zoom meetings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, Jason Schreier is speaking into an earpiece I'm wearing. <laughs> mm -hmm. What if this whole time John just was Jason Schreier? <laughs> 
I just like knocked a couple inches off my height and like raised the pitch of my voice and like put on some yep. glasses. Hi guys. <laughs> you never know. You could be using oh, some sort of AI. <laughs> guys, yeah, you never gonna AI. believe what I I just leaked it. Uh, I'm a this crazy game. <laughs> All right, guys, we gotta talk about Zelda. It looks awesome. My God, the final trailer. Okay, so a lot of you, you know the internet is the internet and. Even after they showed like the merging together weapons and all that stuff, a lot of people saw the world, they saw the graphics, and they're like, guys, this is literally Breath of the Wild. Same map, same, almost all the same like enemies, abilities. But then this trailer drops, and I think a lot of people change their tune yeah. because it finally shows us a lot of the different new elements of this game. And it, sh and it finally showcased this game looking way more fun than it ever did before. Just like every single second is a new shot of Link doing something that looks fun. And I feel like before they showed us a lot of story stuff where we had no idea of any of the context. So it wasn't that entertaining to see. And then they showed us that extended gameplay clip that just shows us how to combine weapons and stuff, which isn't necessarily really fun to watch. So I feel like this trailer was like the best thing they could have possibly done to get mm -hmm. people excited for this game and show us that it's more than just DLC. It's more than just having the same map. Like they, it's it, it looks freaking awesome. Like it, it looks fantastic. Mary, what was your first reaction? Uh, getting confirmation that it's Ganondorf was like mind blowing. Cause like Matthew we... Mercer, he had a hell of a week. <laughs> Back is Leon and then Ganondorf. Wow. Yes. So like people have been had been theorizing that like this is Ganondorf because like we fought Calamity Ganon in uh, Breath of the Wild, but we never had like that official confirmation. There wasn't really enough pieces to put together that like yes, this is Ganondorf, and like to see him, it's clearly him. He's been named officially. He's voiced by Matt Mercer. Like it's. It's crazy. We haven't seen Link, Zelda, and Ganondorf in a game canonically for 17 years. <laughs> oh, hot diggity dog. I didn't it even know that. I didn't even that. since Twilight Princess that we have seen Damn. all of Is that them game together. that old? Yes. It's Twilight Princess 17 years old. When you said that, I was thinking, oh, Majora's Max, not Twilight no. freaking Princess. Twilight Christ. Princess was the last one. It's been 17 years. <laughs> it's been 17 years. So, like, it's just crazy. And then, like, seeing all these new characters, like, there's a very dragon-esque looking person. There's a very tall figure who's, like, talking to Zelda, which Zelda's alive somewhere. She's not just fallen down a pit into darkness <laughs> and yeah. then we see a very, short hair now yeah but then we see another character showing. that's like <laughs> whoa <laughs> somebody really looked at this trailer <laughs> <laughs> yeah but then we see um like this kind of like zelda zoni like hylia goddess maybe looking i don't know what to call this person but like i was half awake processing all this because it was like aired so early and I was like, just the whole time my mouth was just open. I was like, this has given me so much, but has me asking so many more questions at the mm. same time. <laughs> yeah. Right. John, John, what was your first reaction to this epic trailer? One of the best. <laughs> one of the best trailers I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah. Like, just, like, the whole energy of the thing was so epic between, like, all the cool new little gameplay snippets and, like, the story stuff was, like, actually good. Like, yeah. I've said, like, a hundred times how, like, I don't really care about the story in Zelda, and that's part of why I loved Breath of the Wild, that, like, it let me actually kind of miss the story. Like, the flashbacks were really good, and, like, kept yeah, me Yeah, but intrigued. that's the thing. The, yeah, okay, so, okay. So, so I was going to say the fact that this, there's so little story, but, but what there is is very interesting is yeah. why I love Breath of the Wild story. Like, because it's a hundred yeah. years later, a bunch of people died. It's, like, it's, right. like, super dark. It's awesome. Right, yeah, yeah. It's just like giving you glimpses and then you kind of like fill in the rest yourself. And it was like very much a less is more approach that I thought was extremely effective. And uh, like, I hope they don't go overboard with the story in this one either. But getting back to my original point, like I was I was surprised that like all the story parts seemed like legitimately interesting. Like what's Zelda mm -hmm. up to? Like, why is she having a conversation when Link isn't in the room? When does that ever happen in a Zelda game? Like, <laughs> like is she <laughs> yeah. going to be like an actual, like active character doing things like, like she back in Ocarina of time. 
Yo, that yeah, like that'd be the coolest part of all. But that like, would be insane. Mm. That'd be the best yeah. twist in the world. Play yeah, Zelda. No, that would be yeah, like, and I mean I that would cry. be another reason why. That would be another reason why Nintendo seems to be like extra stingy about review copies this time. At least that's like the impression I'm getting. Is like yeah. people I usually wouldn't hear complaining about not getting like review copies in advance. Like I'm hearing that it's kind of the case. So I don't know, mm. but uh, it would rule if like Zelda was the reason for that. But personally, at this point, yeah. I don't think it's gonna happen. But it'd be very cool if it did. Um, I think it'd be awesome if they end up announcing that the expansion for this game is Link and Zelda co-op. That'd be the greatest thing ever. But uh, I don't think the Switch would be able to handle for... handle two people <laughs> like two people in their very advanced well, physics system that this game has. That's easy to fix because it's they're gonna re-release it on Switch Two for seventy dollars. No, sorry, there eighty dollars. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Switch Two exclusive DLC. Yeah, that that'll be there that. we go. Quality experience yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I'm so now I'm wondering if all the story stuff we saw for as epic as it was I'm wondering if it was from like literally like the first 20 minutes or Probably. something yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> for, I, there's so much stuff going on but like yeah because like, like I, I saw people saying the same thing kind of that like oh my gosh did they show too much I'm like no Nintendo's pretty good about like showing you just enough and it happens in like that first little chunk of the game and then there's still so much more to discover like I feel like yeah. they they're they don't ever show too much I feel except for the Mario yeah. movie <clears throat> we'll have to get yeah. to that in short order so, but so, so do you feel like then, you're in the in crowd now yeah i finally feel like i'm part of the the team there you go Yay. <laughs> but so i'm wondering then if if tears of the kingdom like maintains its open-ended nature then like like that how do you reconcile that with like this seemingly more story-centric approach this time you know like i'm Maybe really just fascinated seemingly right yeah because, very much could be yeah i'm not sure but uh greg i didn't ask you yet like what was your first reaction after this trailer so definitely not into like the lore as deep as some people <clears throat> pointing <laughs> fingers name any names uh which is it's almost overwhelming and a little bit intimidating to be like I find this cool and just marry me like, no, actually, this is from this. And I'm just like, well, I just thought it was a cool thing in a fucking trailer. <laughs> but um, I I thought it was a really good job. Um, I wrote a couple notes. Um, I thought it was a really good job of like Nintendo, like higher ups taking a step back, not putting somebody to talk you through the trailer and they just let the music and the scenes tell the story of what what's kind of happening like it was really emotional i thought at first too just the i i love like nintendo's ability to make orchestrated music of like their like well-known ips and theme songs and just kind of let let you fill it out with the scene and some of that was in the mario movie i'll give them that um but a lot i think it goes a lot deeper i think just for zelda in general like there's there's so many themes and and musical scores that that really accompany you know your experience in the game and i thought they took that and then put it into the trailer and it it kind of helped carry it um and then uh you know just seeing the locations abilities i liked that they showed a lot more of the world like i i was one of those people that was fearful like oh this is just going to be more breath of the wild and that you know those same locales you know seeing the same stuff but no it seems like it opens up a lot more and i'm even going back and, and looking at the trailer i think for the third time today um was just like oh i didn't notice this before oh i didn't notice these before and someone like mary is probably having a field day because there's it just seems like there's a lot of stuff crammed in there um and you know like i said before i think it's just that it's it's just a, a happy medium between you know the the Nintendo of America probably marketing team and the higher ups saying like okay these people need something more than a developer for, on the game you know talking about what you're going to experience or rather just let it show you itself and and let it the music carry the the trailer and the gameplay so 
that's where I'm I'm just even more excited and hyped at this point. Good. Be hyped. <laughs> you're muted, Brett. Uh Brett, you're muted. Hang on, and I am back. Okay. <laughs> so now I had to I, I had to take some notes. And I have some very big things that I want to say about this, all right? That no one's talking about. Not one single person on the internet. Okay, I, I want to see if any of them content. I want to see if any of them are what I want to bring up. So let's go. <laughs> all right, first off, let's talk about new gameplay mechanics. I was looking for stuff that was different that I didn't see in Breath of the Wild. Link has like a super jump of some sort. Like he can jump further in this game. I don't know if it's a, a specific type of boots or if it's only in a certain part of the land, if he was, I don't know, but if you notice a few shots, actually two different shots mm -hmm. in the trailer, when he's jumping forward, it's, it's, it's a way bigger jump than his normal jump in other games. Uh, the one that you guys might remember, might remember is when he jumps into like the water bubble. It's like a big old jump. And then when he's platforming up in the sky across these like, like uh, floating platforms. Um, it, it just looked different to me than, than Breath of the Wild. I, and I don't know if, it's, if that's like something you unlock at some point or if he just has bigger jumps in this game. But anyway. I was going to say, the platforms oh, might be the key to the one because it looks like the platforms were glowing and so it might be more of like a, like a lighter like gravity. A context sensitive? Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, like maybe he enters some type of lower gravity section when he's on those specific things. it does look like it's like things. moonwalk. Like, yeah, you know, he's kind of like wobbling astronauts too. On the moon and yeah, he kind of like long hop, hopscotch jumps. Sec second off, we know that this game is focusing way more on verticality, which which I think is awesome. Like he he grabs onto like one of them rockets and just shoots up in the air, and that's like really cool. And a, and what I think is going to be awesome is whenever you do something like that, you can also sooner or later unlock an actual wing suit, not just his his glider. So. I'm assuming once you get the wingsuit, you're going to be like shooting forward way faster than whenever you're just gliding. So I just think that's really awesome that you, that you actually get a wingsuit, which I think leaked in the, in the, the artwork book. But mm -hmm. it was cool seeing it in action because you could actually see he was flying way faster forward. And I can just picture all the fun gameplay stuff they can oh, do yeah. with that. And I really love the, like all the verticality in this game. Like It's all about go going up and down as much as, as it is going across the land like it was in Breath of the Wild. Um, next up, I, I noticed him do like a little uh, baton swirly spin with a stick while he's riding on his horse. That wasn't a thing in Breath of the Wild, right? Like that that stood out to me. Like that looks cool. Was it an attack? Was it just for fun? Like it's Was like it a wind-up hit to feel cool. I don't know. But oh, I just noticed it, and I, I was like, that doesn't look like Breath of the Wild. I thought it was more part of a cinematic than it was like an I actual think... moving game. But it was during wrong. the gameplay. I think that's his, I think he does that with the spear in Breath of the Wild. I think that's does he do that, that in Breath of the Wild? I think okay, so. Okay, then I'm an idiot. Never mind. Next Maybe. up, we got <laughs> spears a lot. <laughs> you big dummy. You big dum dum. There's one shot in the trailer where Link built like a horse-drawn carriage with with the new fuse ability, and he like has people sitting in it, and he's like transporting them. So I'm wondering if they're gonna be like people out in the open world that you can like save, and then you have to take them back to their town or something. That could be really cool. Mary, you look like you want to talk. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so we saw a couple shots like that, like where you were just talking where he was like spinning the spear. Like there's villagers fighting in that area. There's a shot where he's standing with like um like a Goron, some other Hylians, mm -hmm. and like a, a yeah. Gerudo. And I'm like, can we get more like Terrytown kind of quest? Because Terrytown was my favorite side quest where you built that town from the ground up. I want to see like some almost like rebuilding taking back Hyrule and I think they, yeah. they're kind of hinting at that with this and I would love to see that I want to help people reclaim it from the monsters reclaim it from Ganondorf like rebuild Castletown even so I'm excited yeah that'd be awesome that could be fun I mean more random occurrences with village people out in the open world sounds awesome to me um, one of my favorite parts of Red Dead Redemption 2 was the random things that happened in the open world and they were spaced apart so perfectly. So you, you always felt like, like, okay, I'm going to go see what that's all about. Someone's screaming on the side of the road. I got to see what they're like pissed off about. Um, I'm hoping this is something similar. That's like you're out in the open world and you see like people like getting attacked by some type of thing. You help them. And then they're like, Hey, can you help us uh, get back to here? He can't walk. And then you got to build some type of horse thing and take him back. Um, stuff like that. I think would be really cool and make Hyrule feel more alive. Cause 
a lot of what people said about Breath of the Wild was that it just felt very dead. Like there wasn't a lot going on. Um, and I feel like just having more NPCs out in the open world that are actually doing things, not just standing around, but like actively doing things out in the open world, like fighting and I don't know. I, don't, I can't think of anything else. But... You feel like that's going to be like a, <laughs> you feel like that's going to be like a, another system you're going to have to manage or do you think it's going to be a little bit more passive? I think it'll be passive and also mm -hmm. optional. And I'm thinking if you see someone who needs help, you don't have to stop and help them. You can just leave them be. But if you want some type of reward at the end of like whatever it, it ends up turning into, then you, you take the time and do it. Um, so yeah, that, that, that really stood out to me. And then the last thing I had on the list was, oh yeah, the fight companions, like the champions. Mm -hmm. um, I'm wondering, are you going to be able to summon them at, any point or is that specific points in the story only that they're with you i'm really curious about the, the combat and if that's like a big twist in the combat is that you can have these people with you like throughout the whole game yeah so, yeah really curious um, about that speaking of the champions this was the other thing i wanted to bring up where's the goron champion we have seen no like we haven't seen yunovo mm. and we haven't seen a goron champion we see riju we see sidon we see tulan who is teba's son um in breath of the wild and it was kind of hinted that like table was like injured or something and like maybe wasn't able to fulfill his duties as like you know the next champion uh so it looks like tulin little the little rito is gonna be uh helping us but no no signs of a goron it stresses me hmm. out where's my boy he did. <laughs> don't say yeah. that. <laughs> i don't know but that's all that stood out to me that just like um what? like if like what you were saying about you know how breath of the wild felt dead but i can't imagine like if this was started off as like dlc or something like that and developed into a whole game i just can't imagine cramming all these things into the original breath of the wild and like like i don't know it just seems too much for one game and like at least in in breath of the wild they gave you this like entire world to explore albeit it was mostly empty at least this time you know you already know what you're getting into you relatively you know have your bearings and now there's people in it and other things to do to interact with other than just like explore even though now you're going you know towards the sky i, I still feel like it's kind of a nice trade-off of 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 where they're at filling it with npcs and the and the areas you can explore now Guys, do you just do you realize how cool it's going to be to be outside of like a, a big, uh, like an enemy base, shoot up in the sky on one of them rockets and glide in on your glider and then stop and do like a freeze fire arrow when you're over them and blow them all up. Like it's going to feel so awesome. I cannot wait. Like it, it used to be feel, it used to feel cool just jumping off your horse and doing an, a fire arrow and blowing shit up. Now you're going to be able to literally fly up in the sky and come in on them from the top and just destroy them. I'm very excited. Pumped. Yeah, man. I don't know. I just want to play the damn thing. I know. Me I was too. How far is it running? <laughs> too far. Yeah. I after I watched this Let's trailer, I was ready to go to my Best Buy and just sit outside and wait. I was like, I want this game so <laughs> bad right now. <laughs> you can always try you freezing won't. yourself. Good. Yeah. Well, that's pretty much it for t main topics. It was kind of a quiet week for Nintendo, aside from that Zelda trailer, which was amazing. Um, I don't, I, we don't have to stay on it too long since everyone has talked about this trailer for the past like probably five days now, and it just looks fantastic. Cannot wait. We're going to be talking about that game probably nonstop for like three months after it's out. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> unless it, I mean, guys, what if it sucks? Don't. I, just, I almost said unless it's like I, broken or something i can remove you from this call i will do it <laughs> could you imagine if it came out as it, it was just like a seven out of ten <laughs> like it was it's just kind of good all the reviews are like it's all right it's mid yeah it's okay yeah so I, I feel like even with like that fuse the you know fuse capability like even if you like have an issue with it or a bug that goes crazy wrong it's kind of like you don't even care that it happened because it's so weird in the first place. Like, I, yeah. I don't yeah. know, unless it's like completely broken where it's game breaking and it doesn't allow you to save or, 
or locks you under the map or something like that. But I, I just feel it's so weird and wonky that it's like they're just like, ah, screw it, let it fly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I um I'm just really excited for this. I yeah. I'm glad that like we we got the final trailer. Um I'm hoping that reviews don't have like don't have a bunch of new information out because I feel like we have like the perfect amount of info that we need right now to be extremely excited. Um and then we just get to experience it for ourselves. But did you guys see that they sort of spoiled how the game starts on their own website? No. Mm-mm. I guess I won't say it then. Okay. Like they talk about what you're doing during the, the tutorial, where you're at whenever it's happening. Like they, 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 they say all of that, which is kind of crazy. Mm. Um, I didn't expect them to do that. It's not really much of a spoiler. You just want me to say it. <laughs> you might as well if it's on their website. Yeah, so they're basically hey, saying ahead. that the game spoiler starts. McGee. The game starts <laughs> and you're on one of the suspended islands up in the sky, and that's where you learn all of the new abilities. And then after you learn them is whenever you jump down and on like onto Hyrule, like the actual ground. So instead of like having like the come out of the cave moment, like Breath of the Wild, mm. it seems like the, the come out of the cave moment is whenever you're dro- like uh, dropping from the sky onto Hyrule, which is really cool. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. But I was surprised they put all that public. Where is it? It was on their website. That's what I heard. I heard from like three different people. <laughs> Mysterious. Mm. I don't know. Oh, whatever. I'll I'll try and find a link it to you if you don't believe well, me. <laughs> it's fine. We'll find out soon enough. Link it. Link it. Hey. Oh. Link. I would hate that just getting out of bed and you're like, oh, I gotta go fall from the sky to get to the ground. <laughs> I mean, that's what technically when you're getting out of bed, you're falling onto the ground. So yeah, but not Same miles, <laughs> inches at a hundred miles no, an hour. <laughs> no wingsuit yet because I haven't unlocked it. <laughs> All right, guys, let's let's talk about what we're playing and then get out of here. Mary, you're playing Breath of the Wild to get into the mood, I'm assuming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I needed like a chill stream over our, on the Detroit channel. So I was like, let's just do some Korok hunting. I'll actually use a map. I managed to find like almost 400 on my own without a map. And I was like, screw it. Give me a map. I'm going to start checking them off. And then like it just had me in its grip and I found like 100 over the weekend. I was just on my couch just chilling, oh, just man. going <laughs> and finding Korok. Nice. Uh, and then I awesome. played a little bit more Resident Evil 4 remake as well. Haven't got to play it this week yet, though. Too need to finish it. Dang, you need to play that. Yeah, you need to finish that off before no. all these games. Trying. Yeah. <laughs> John's playing. You finished like a dragon, Ishan. Finally. Finally, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I, I said in our chat, like the story did finally grow on me. Like literally about halfway into the game, and. Uh, I still never liked the combat, and I guess there's people that do really like the combat. I'm just not one of them. There's a lot about the game I didn't like, but in the end, I did at least like the core story. And the the story, it starts out like at like normal levels of like Yakuza melodrama, where like this is never gonna happen in real life, but you know you just go with it. And then like it, for like the last third of the game, like it does something that's like so absurd that it puts it in like top three most absurd like a dragon franchise games and to try to try to explain it like with like in as non-spoiler way as possible basically like there's a part of the game where like you decide that in order to save the country you need to convince the whole government to like make like this really monumental change and the way you do that is by sneaking into a government building and beating up everybody and then basically asking them to change the government Oh my god. And it sounds insane. Yeah. Kind of like I, how it's I done got... here in the United States. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you like <laughs> if if you like punched your way through to the light to the White House and then had a conversation with the president. I need the president. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's basically like that, except, you know, like nineteenth century Japan or what have you. So but uh oh So yeah, like I'm 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 at least happy that I can say in the end I enjoyed the story as as completely absurd as it is. It's extremely absurd. 
but I, I did at least enjoy that part. It's it's still at the bottom of my, my Yakuza franchise rankings, but like at least I can say I, I enjoyed the most important part. Um, and nice. Beyond that, I'm finally playing Final Fantasy VI Pixel Remaster. I had played nice. four and five to completion, but now I'm finally playing six. Six is a masterpiece. If anyone ever asks me what the best Final Fantasy is, I'll always just say six. If you ask the internet in general, like it seems like six and nine are like, like the most beloved. Uh, obviously, then there's seven, of course. But like, if you ask the hardcore nerds, it's usually six and nine. Yeah, and I'm I'm team six. I hear four a lot, honestly. Yeah, no, I love four to death as well. Like the way I describe four is that it feels like the uh, like the template or the foundation for like every RPG that would follow. Like Final Fantasy four came out in the early nineties, and like things we take for granted as fundamental elements of RPGs, like several of them originated with Final Fantasy four. It's like the foundation, like the firmament of RPGs. That's how important that game is, like in my mind. But uh, six. <laughs> six just rules and like it's awesome playing it with the uh the remastered soundtrack like this all of the remastered soundtracks whoever they got on it like they did an incredible job like 90 percent of the songs i'm like super super happy with it's crazy and like these are some of the best game soundtracks ever made in the first place so i'm gonna be really picky about what they do to them but they did an awesome job and like the game itself is just really good i have like nitpicks about some of like the pixel art but it's not it's not something that most people would pick up on. It's like you have to actually understand some tenets of pixel art to even have a problem with it. But it's yeah, the game's like as much of a masterpiece as ever. So that's that. Everyone has to play it. And it comes out on Switch like and PS4 like tomorrow. So definitely play that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm this is these are ones I'm definitely gonna play whenever I'm not playing a million games. Um, right. Probably just gonna buy them all individually, like one by one, yeah. just so I'm not like spending a bunch of money on all of them and then playing like one for the next three years or something. Yeah, yeah. Like I didn't, it didn't really dawn on me until it's finally happening. Like the the insane convenience of having like six iconic RPGs just sitting on Switch at any given moment, ready to be played like ten minutes at a time. Like yeah. ah, ah, it's, it's delightful. The <laughs> the picture you sent that has like. Final Fantasy 1 through, what, 12 or something yeah. like that? Like, yeah. aren't they all on Switch now, 1 through 12? Yeah, like, and, and the, the the mobile version of 15, so yeah. Yeah, so yeah. All it's missing is the MMOs and the 13 games. Yeah. 13 games, only modern platform they're on? Xbox, so go ahead and play them there, guys. <laughs> Enhanced in 4K resolution, I mind you. <laughs> all 10 of those RPG players on Xbox. Exactly. <laughs> Actually, Steven died, so we got nine now. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> Poor Steven. All right, let's... Uh, John, was, was there any other final thoughts on that? We're actually going to do a video over on Destructoid all about it. Yeah, so stay tuned for that then. Yeah, just stay tuned for that. <laughs> Greg, playing Resident Evil 4 Remake, Yakuza 0, and Pee Pee Poo Poo. How's it going? Uh, Pretty good. Uh, Finally got past the lake in resident evil 4 i am you're early i know i've been putting it off jumping back into play because i don't know the damn halo multiplayer got a had its exactly. on my life i talked about it for a goddamn year and you, you never, never played did. it you never even played it every time i went to my friends list you oh know who was god, liar. medlock i was Good on every night for a year missing. literally every night you lying for a through year. your teeth yeah. <laughs> Anyways, since Brett was never on, I played a lot of Halo multiplayer and then switched back over to some of the games that I need to finish up. Uh, made some good progress on both uh, Yakuza Zero and um, the Resident Evil Four remake, and yeah, I'm just kind of plugging away at that. Uh, streamed a little bit of Apex Legends. Still haven't lost my sauce, which I was afraid of since Halo <laughs> took over my life. But I am inching my way back into gold, and hopefully, I'll get into platinum after this and make some good progress. So, but yeah, that's all I'm playing right now until I start a pretty big review coming up here, and my time is going to be spent elsewhere. Nice, cool, awesome. Um. I'm just left now, right? Yeah, it's just me. Okay. 
I'm still playing Persona 5 Royal. I have beaten three of the temples, dungeons, what are they called again? Palaces. That's what they're called. There we go. Um, how many are there again? How far am I in this damn game? I have no idea. Jeez, oh, I don't even I remember. remember. There are nine? Like, a lot. I think I'm 30 hours in or something like that. Um, oh, I still have yeah, I a lot to go. Obviously. I guess there's nine palaces, yeah. Nine. Okay, so I'm hours. one third. I'm one third th- through though. That's 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 a decent chunk right there. Um, I am sort of like speed running some of it because I'm playing on easy just to get so. to the story. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, that's smart. <laughs> I just want to see what the last semester is like. Like right. that's the main thing, and I don't want to watch it on YouTube or anything. Like I I, I want to have the full experience because I'm honestly like as I'm playing this, remembering a bunch of stuff that I forgot. Um, mm-hmm. I really like this game, and I. Every once in a while, like when I'm about to play it, I'm thinking, am I really about to play this game? Like there are so many new games that I should be playing right now. Like I still haven't beaten Hogwarts or Atomic Heart or anything. And then I boot it up and I'm like, damn, I'm freaking addicted. Like mm-hmm. I just keep playing it. I just can't stop playing it. So I've been spending a lot of my time with that. And aside from that, I played all the way through Resident Evil 4, the original. I started that right after I beat the remake or I actually played the beginning, like the first third at the same time as the remake. And then I ended up just uh, uh, playing through the whole remake, and then I came back to this now. Um, it's amazing. It's best game ever made. Everybody should play it. I've talked about it to death. Um, but I actually do want to say I'm very happy my wife is playing Resident Evil 4. She's about to face Sadler, the final boss. Like, she played through the entire wow. game, and I did not help her. Like, I helped her, like, three times total, and I just could not believe that she actually played through Resident Evil 4. And now That's she's awesome. like... She don't know what to play next. I'm like, Resident Evil 5. She'll yeah. play that. She's like, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm Resident Evil out. <laughs> yeah, uh, she wouldn't want to play with me. She likes to play <laughs> games alone. <laughs> Resident Evil 2, more Leon. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, she only plays on Switch. So I was oh. like, you could play Resident Evil 2, but it has to be the cloud version. version. Yeah. <laughs> I tried the Ooh. demo for three just to see what it was like. At first, I was like, okay, this looks and plays great. And then it just out of nowhere it'll just mega drop. Like you just oh. lose everything. Like it's mm-hmm. just horrible. Like Nintendo needs to get with the streaming and make it actually good because I would actually buy it for Amanda if it meant she was gonna play it, but it's just right. not up to speed with where streaming a game should be. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I think I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna have her either play Bioshock, because she never played that, or Ooh. this is random. Ocean Horn 2 for Nintendo Switch. It's basically a Zelda game. <laughs> what the hell? It's really good. The, That's like, what you chose, did though? Did she play Breath Ocean of the Wild? She likes Zelda games. But she, I don't think she would like Breath of the Wild because it's too open-ended. She likes having a path. Okay. And Ocean okay. Horn 2 has a path that you follow that's like pretty right. linear game overall. Ocean Horn 2 is amazing. Mary, have you never played this game? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. It. It's a Zelda game. It's literally <laughs> a Zelda game. She has, that's she has ever taste. It. <laughs> it's on Switch. It's actually really pretty. It has a, a really mm-hmm. great art direction. It's a full blown. Has like temples like Zelda. It's like a linear, like traditional Zelda game. Everyone should play that game. It's not like this amazing experience, but it's definitely like eight out of ten. Like a great game. Anyway, I think I'm gonna ever play that or or Bioshock. I just don't know how she would fare with Bioshock because it's pretty scary and not. Does- and there's a. a there's an arrow that tells you where to go all the time, but there's like two sections in the game where it doesn't. I feel like that's going to really annoy her. I didn't have issue. I don't think I remember having like any problems with it. Yeah. Is, is, is there lost. easy on Bioshock? I can't remember. Probably. Mm. I think there was. I want to say okay. yes. Yeah. I'm hoping that she plays that next. But I bought it physically. Yeah, yeah. I have there no is, idea. Okay. I have no idea where the physical game is. I, I, I bought, it's like one of the few games I bought physically because it was on sale for like $15 for all three. And now I lost it. And that's why I hate physical games. Now, <laughs> let's talk about the, the Xbox version? But okay. No, it was the Switch version. Oh. Amanda only plays Switch. Like she'll never play any other platform. She has to have it on her Switch, like right in front of her, like on her Switch Lite um and that's pretty much it i also have been playing gears of war i'm like probably one third through that the ultimate edition on xbox i just wanted to play it because it's been like eight years now since i played it and it's really good i really miss the darker vibes that gears used to have it's well the first one specifically even gears 2 like really 
like wasn't more horror looking like it's not like here's one's not a horror game but it has like more of that look to it so yeah that's pretty much it guys this has been spot dodge i think a shorter episode this week but that's all right if you want to go listen to more of us go check out john's preview reaction thoughts on final fantasy pixel (laughs) remasters on destructoid um if you you made it this far thanks so much and leave us a review or something please we love you (laughs) give us 20 bucks (laughs) send us your underwear goodbye (laughs) Bye. bye bye